and he makes a deal with, with, with Smith. Without jail time? And without jail. He says, look, I'm going away. I'm moving to Saudi Arabia. I just want him to go away and stop ruining my if, country. If there are certain prosecutors that would offer him a plea agreement without time if he would agree to never run for public office again anywhere. Uh, there it is. The delusional view. Yes. The ladies on the view. <laughs> They don't understand reality, do they? They have no concept of the truth outside of their little chauffeured limousine, multi-million dollar jobs bubble. That was yesterday before the arraignment of Donald John Trump. Wow. We just want him to leave the country. Aren't you the people who are always threatening to leave and then you never did because you're full of Bravo Sierra? That's Pretty much the truth. Wow. (laughs) They just want him to leave. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant. One more day on the Chris Plant show. I really laugh at them. I I honestly do. I watch because it's like watching for people to say dumb things. We used to watch uh, Al Sharpton's show on MSNBC. He had a live program on MSNBC years ago. And each and every day he would say really dumb stuff and destroy words and names because he can't read the teleprompter and he's just really a grifter. And he did that so much. Sharpton did that so much that there are actually compilation reels called Al Sharpton versus the teleprompter. Uh, One of those uh, flubs inspired one of Chris's best items in the Chris Plant store, one of the greatest pieces of merchandise, among many great pieces of merchandise in the Chris Plant store. Resist we much. That's a Sharptonism. I might have to play, since it's Friday, we might have to play a Al Sharpton versus the teleprompter classic. But So we don't have Sharpton doing a live show anymore. MSNBC decided to uh, protect us from him, and they limited him to like a weekend show now. Politics Nation, Al Sharpton show, and it's it's never live, so they can fix all his mistakes. So now I just flip over to the the view, which I have to time shift when I'm sitting in for Chris, and uh, I watch and, and just have popcorn and laugh at the stupidity. This was the ironically named Joy Behar with the ironically named Sonny Hostin. You see how that works. Both of them are kind of the opposite of their names. Joy is not, and Sonny is not. And they're both out to get Donald Trump, no matter what happens. But they're also oblivious to the, to the situation in the country because they live in a bubble, a, a bubble where their job is protected by armed guards, when you go to the studios, the View Studios on the west side of, um, of Midtown Manhattan, it's right, right in the, like the 70s there, just off Central Park West. That's where the ABC studios are for The View. Uh, when you go there, there are armed guards protecting everybody that works there. And Whoopi and the ironically named Joy and the ironically named Sonny and the, the fake conservative uh, Alyssa Farrar, they, they all get chauffeured. To, to their work every single day. And they only work like 39 weeks a year, so they're not like you and I who have to work 52, sometimes 62 weeks a year to make ends meet. So they're disconnected from reality. 
and the audience is cued when to applause. I have attended a couple of you tapings, and the audience is cued to applaud. It's like SNL. There are applause signs and applause lights, and there are little cheerleaders right there on the sides, on the wings of the stage to tell you when you need to laugh or you need to clap. And yesterday, I have to play this one more time. It's 18 seconds of gold. Schadenfreude for me on a Friday. Uh, This is The View telling us their fever dreams about Donald Trump. If he makes makes a deal with with, with Smith. Without jail time? And without jail. He says, look, I'm going away. I'm moving to Saudi Arabia. I just want him to go away and stop ruining my country. There are certain prosecutors that would offer him a plea agreement without time if he would agree to never run for public office again anywhere. Hmm. That's their dream, you see. But their case falls apart once you start looking at the statements. Like Joy Behar, the ironically named one, is saying that, you know, um, he needs to stop ruining my country. Really? Really? Inflation was under 2%. Gas prices were almost half of what they are today, and they're continuing to rise. Uh, North Korea's little rocket man was not launching little or big rockets as he is now. Vladimir Putin was not invading neighboring countries. NATO was paying more of its fair share to the defense funds. China, well, we were in a battle with China. But Joe Biden ended that because, you know, they're not bad folks, folks. That's what Joey says. They just aren't connected to reality and the truth, are they? And that's really disturbing because they have a um, they have a substantial audience. They have millions of people who tune in and watch that. And it, it truly is mystifying to me. Truly is mystifying. Well, we were talking about yesterday's arraignment and Mr. Trump walking into the courtroom. He he went in through a back entrance, the same place where the grand jurors go in. There's not a lot of places you can hide in Washington, D.C. There aren't a lot of places where you can kind of sneak around. It's not like back alleys where you can get in and out or or tunnels. Like a lot of Manhattan has tunnels where you can get up and down in buildings and around without going out in the street. Not so in Washington, D.C. So uh, we saw the motorcade show up. Mr. Trump went in the back entrance around 3.30 yesterday, faced the judge. The judge gave him... Um, a couple of interesting rules to follow. And this was interesting because to me, because Mr. Trump could have faced some, um, some questions on whether or not he can hold rallies and whether or not he can, he can go out and say what he wants to say. And I was wondering if Mr. Trump would be allowed to even bring up his arraignment in public or holding rallies because of the conditions that the judge placed on him. Uh, and, and she had said specifically, do you understand if you violate these conditions, your, your bail will be revoked. Uh, you will be held until such time. Now, that's kind of a little concerning, isn't it? I mean, if you're, if you're the former president, you like your freedom, and especially on this crazy charge, So I reached out to a prosecutor and I said, reading what was said in the courtroom yesterday, I wonder, can Donald Trump not speak about his indictments in public? Could this silence him at rallies and such? Or is he covered as long as he has one of his lawyers with him? 
And uh, a prosecutor that I know out in California wrote back to me and said, no, he can talk. It's only communication with witnesses. And this is something that is standard. Uh, And we went through this same kind of instruction in prior indictments, not a muzzle. It's actually standard language. So Mr. Trump can go out there and address it. I'm sure there are a couple of things he has to be mindful of. The other part of this that I thought was really fascinating is the reaction to the location. Because yesterday, when when we were talking about the arraignment, the pending arraignment, we were laughing about, I was laughing, I'm sure some of you were, uh, we're laughing about the wait time. Because nothing was going to happen until 4 o'clock yesterday. And it only took about half an hour. The whole thing took half an hour. So CNN and to some extent Fox, although they, they did a little broader coverage yesterday, CNN was obsessed yesterday. And, and they, they, couldn't, they couldn't find things to say about what was going on. The location was, was vexing to them. And the, the wait... They had to fill time uh, obsessing about how close the courtroom was to the Capitol. And I, I, I admit I was laughing uh, when, I, when I heard them over and over again just repeating this kind of piffle. This will be not the trial of the century, the trial of the millennium. This is finally the first time that I feel that Donald Trump is being treated like a normal American. I agree with you completely, and I feel invigorated. The gravity of this crime is, like I said, historic and, and I think unparalleled since the Civil War. I'm sorry, that was MSNBC going over the top. But similarly, <laughs> you, you hear them uh, complete hyperbole and everything. The, the trial of the millennium. Well, we're 23 years into it, 23 years and nine months, eight months into it. And you're calling this the trial of the millennium. But um, CNN, CNN was um, uh, having uh, some uh, some very emotional moments as they kept referring to the proximity of this building and how close this building was to the Capitol. Really interesting to show us specifically to show our viewers just how close you are, just how close that courthouse is to the United States Capitol, that everything that, uh, that is going to go on inside that court today really did happen right there. Yeah, isn't it interesting that we can just fill time obsessing over this? And they did where the Capitol is. So this is how close we are to the Capitol. Of of course, the uh, importance of that in all of this is not lost on anyone here. They've set up these snow plows for extra security. That's the back of the courthouse. And that is where we believe the former president will go. He will arrive in there and then go inside and then begin the process of being arraigned. He will be arrested. Can you believe it? He's going to go in the building And then they're going to do exactly what we've been talking about for the past two days. It's so sad that there's no actual journalism going on. But there is an interesting move happening now within CNN and maybe even inside MSNBC. And that is the realization that there's a problem with the Biden campaign. We played for you last hour some of the clips from the latest polling data that shows 
Uh, Biden's in a, a real low spot other than Jimmy Carter, no other president this low. And where he is particularly vulnerable is in the area of the economy, where the majority of the people feel that Republicans, especially Republicans in the House, could do a better job handling the economy than the Democrats. And so you add into that the statements about the age of the president and the obvious physical and possibly cognitive issues that Joe Biden has exhibited over and over and over again. Sounds like they're starting to creep towards the exits here. We don't know how solid a candidate Joe Biden is. We know he's not a solid candidate. Exactly. He is struggling. I mean, Within it, his is own hard, party. it is hard to watch, right? Why is Joe Biden running for re-election? I mean, this is crazy. That was on CNN. Think about that. That was on CNN. Somebody was, Jeff Zucker would have fired those people during the commercial break. But that was on CNN yesterday. Very interesting. The, the other side of the coin here is, uh, and we'll get to this because this morning I got up very early and, and listened to uh, uh, Morning Joke. And Joe Scarborough was losing his mind this morning. We're going to have to dive into this. Scarborough was very upset that the Wall Street Journal had dared to come out with a different opinion than he has on, on Joe Biden and Donald Trump. A very different opinion. Very, very different. Uh, before, before I go to break here, let's grab a quick call. Of course, the phones are always open. 888 uh, Terry is in Denver, Colorado. Uh, Terry, welcome to the Chris Plant Show. Oh, thanks for having me. You're welcome. What's on your mind? Uh, well, you had mentioned that uh, we were comparing Mandela to Trump. No, I wasn't. No, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. We had a caller who said he felt I know, I heard it. that Trump and, and MLK were similar. And um, yeah. I said, I don't, think, I don't think you can make the MLK comparison. Um, Mandela, I, I thought that was a bit of a reach too, but I didn't go into the Mandela comparison too much at all. Okay. Well, I, I did hear it and you said it. I appreciate that you said it was a reach because Mandela was a member of the Communist Party in the 60s. Last time I checked, Trump never was. No, Trump never was. As a matter of fact, I have audio and video of uh, Jesse Jackson praising Donald Trump and sharing uh, some pretty glorifying comments about Mr. Trump that I wish we would hear more often. And Mr. Trump was a businessman who recognized everybody's effort was worthwhile and didn't see race, saw effort and competence as opposed to what the left wants you to do. They want a virtue. Uh, they want to use um, diversity, equity, and inclusion ratings on everything. It's about equity, not equality to them. But, yeah, uh, you're right on that. Uh, and that's why I was downplaying that attempt by that one caller but i gotta take a take a break here real quick i'm way over time it's michael pelka in for chris plant on a friday friday luya to you on the chris plant show you're listening to the chris plant show hey chris here with some exciting news 
Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. It is the Chris Plancho, Michael Pelka here for my friend Chris for one more day, and I believe he's back from holiday on Monday. Thanks for hanging out with us. I I don't have a whole lot of room here in this block, but I, I see a call that I think we need to address this subject because I think it's an interesting question. Mike is in Bowie, Maryland. Hey, Mike, welcome to the Chris Plancho. How are you? How are you? I'm good. Okay. I'm good, but don't eat up okay. your time. You you've got the floor. Well, <laughs> that's dangerous. Uh, uh, my father was a lawyer, so there you go. My brother's a lawyer, so there you go. So that makes everything I'm going to say worth nothing, but we won't go there. <laughs> okay, here's my thought. The judge sentenced everybody to really horrible sentences, right? But the judge is hiding behind the jury. So if the, if, if the, if the law is made invalid or unconstitutional that he's sentenced for, then the judge could say, well, but the jury just said he's guilty, therefore I had no choice but to accept the fact that he's guilty. But if there's no jury, if it's just the judge, then the judge is going to have to very seriously consider her reputation, which may be zero and then minus infinity if she decides that these things are constitutional. That's it. So you say judge only, not a jury trial. Absolutely, because we already know what the jury's going to do. They're going to find him guilty, no matter what, no matter what. Okay. Well, it is a ninety percent Democrat jury no, 95%, pool. Ninety-five percent. Okay, ninety-five percent. I was being yeah, generous. I mean, it really is. And this judge yeah, has I'm, a I'm, has I'm, a history of being a hanging judge with the January six cases absolutely. that she has presided so, over. So I, yeah, I think the I, only I, I'm I'm out of time here, Mike. But thank you. I think the only smart move would be to continue pressing for the change of venue, even though it might not happen, because I believe we're going to end up in an appeal anyway. Even Ty Cobb thinks so. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. This is The Chris Plant Show. Welcome back to the Chris Plant Show on this Friday, the 4th of August. If my sister Sue is listening in Chicago, happy birthday, Sue. I I didn't send you a card. I'll send you an e-card later because I'm cheap. 
But no, seriously, it is her birthday. She shares the birthday with Barack Obama, and I don't think she's ever gotten over it. I'm not sure. We've never actually had that discussion. Uh, so many things to cover today. Of course, I want to get back to some of the coverage of the arraignment of Donald John Trump yesterday because there was some absolute just wholesale stupidity on behalf of the uh, networks. Uh, but we, Jeff and I were talking briefly during the break about uh, dangerous toys from our childhood because we lived in a different time. And, and obviously the number one dangerous toy from my childhood was lawn darts, which who would, <laughs> who would have ever thought uh, we'd be allowed to be throwing large projectiles across the lawn with metal tips on the end of them, trying to hit an arrow and kids running everywhere. No, there probably weren't too many injuries from lawn darts. I mean, it's illegal to sell them now. Lawn darts. And then we had uh, injection plastic molding machines that you could make your own creepy crawly toys, etc. They were giving kids the opportunity to be creative <laughs> And get outside and play. But there was an element of danger involved. If someone came to market with a lawn dart game today, it would have to be Nerf darts, I think, or Velcro. You'd have to throw Velcro would have to be added to it. And then everyone would have a helmet as well. I'm not advocating for people throwing metal darts, foot-long metal darts around the backyard. But I'm just recalling that we, we survived a different time. And we're darn happy we did. All right, let's get back to what happened yesterday because there are some crazy stories going on. I, I said I tuned in very early this morning to uh, Morning Joke to see a meltdown, a meltdown from uh, Joe Scarborough. He was, he was very upset, very upset. Now, Mika was upset too, but Mika's, Mika's supposed to be upset all the time. She's America's Karen. I am officially dubbing her America's Karen. Uh, Mika Brzezinski this morning, she read off every count against Mr. Trump because she's a word counter. And I think she gets mad when Joe gets more time than she does. Uh, but th this was one of the early things from America's Karen this morning. When the former president's lawyers introduced themselves to the magistrate judge, they referred to their client as President Trump. The judge then referred back to him as Mr. Trump, a reminder that everyone is equal in the court of law. Did you hear the anger when Mika said that the President Trump's lawyers referred to him as President Trump? And then she talked about how the judge referred to him. Just listen for that part where she says President Trump, like how dare you? When the former president's lawyers introduced themselves to the magistrate judge, they referred to their client as President Trump. The judge then referred back to him as Mr. Trump, a reminder that everyone is equal in the court of law. Oh, isn't that nice that America's Karen figured that out? Yeah, I, I think this is interesting. If you're going to apply that, Mika, if you're going to apply that rule that a former president must be called Mr. Trump. Then you better start doing it when you talk to Mr. Clinton or Mr. Obama or Mr. Bush or Mr. Whomever. It's just the duplicitous nature of these folks. 
So, Mika, you have to change the way you're thinking. How dare you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I wonder if Greta is Mika's spirit animal or something. Maybe. Or maybe the other way around. We're not allowed to say spirit animal anymore, are we? Because that's cultural appropriation from the Native Americans. I sorry. Not really. And uh, I mentioned Joe Scarborough had a bit of a, a meltdown. Scarborough got into it today. He was all upset because the Wall Street Journal had written an op-ed supporting Donald Trump and kind of going after what was happening in that courtroom and blaming Democrats. This was fun, and it, it took some time to unfold. Why? Because they don't want to read it. In the Wall Street Journal editorial page today, shameful, shameful. It makes me sad. It's the editorial page I've been reading all my life. They go full. And you never go full Trump if you're on the Wall Street editorial page. They went full Trump today. You never go full Mm-mm. Trump. They blame it on the Democrats. And they announce, Willie, you're not going to believe this. They say Joe Biden's old. <laughs> they say Joe Biden's old. Well, he is old. Are you just getting this memo? Scarborough really couldn't stop. He kept trying to put a pin on it, but he he couldn't help himself. He was obsessed. Going to the best schools in America? Getting one of the best editorial jobs in America? He's talking about the editorial board at the Wall Street Journal. They went to the best schools. They got one of the best jobs. How dare they throw this away? Reading this and knowing better and trying to blame Donald Trump's attempted coup of it, uh, 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 coup attempt. Donald Trump's attempted coup event, uh, coup uh, attempt. What? He's spinning himself into, into uh, a hole. He's like a little dervish. On Democrats that want to use this in election? On the Biden crime family? On Joe Biden being old? Come on, man. Oh, so there he pulled out the Biden, come on, man. But, you know, the Wall Street Journal is right. You're pointing to the Biden crime family. You're pointing to Democrats who will invariably use each one of these indictments, how many ever it ends up being at the end of the day. It might be four, it might be five to campaign, they will fundraise off it just as Donald Trump is fundraising off the indictments. That's the way that works. Are you just waking up to this? Did you just get the memo on how this works? You actually ran for office. You actually got elected. I I guess he's just not paying attention or maybe his memory's failing like Joe's. He did not stop. This was a dog with a bone. I know. Because I know you. Because I've been reading your work my whole life. Now it sounds like he's a a parent who is upset that their child dare to have a different thought. This is Joe Scarborough, whose heart is broken because the Wall Street Journal, who he claims he's been reading his whole life, has a different opinion. And again, we're, we're the people who believe that different opinions make for a gorgeous mosaic of a country. Unless, of course, you're a fascist or a Democrat, uh, a leftist, which you demand fealty. You demand everybody line up. This was so much fun to watch. 
because I served with some of you in Congress through difficult times. Oh, oh, how dare somebody serve in Congress and have a different opinion later in life. It's stunning, isn't it, how they reveal their true agenda. You're better than this. There it is. See, there it is. When you're out of an argument, when you no longer have a credible argument with facts that you can bring forward, you go in for the personal final statement, you're better than this. I thought, I thought you, you of all people, that you would be better than this. You're better than this. He wasn't done. Don't listen to me. Wait a minute. Now I can finally agree with Joe Scarborough. I, I can finally agree with Joe. I, I'm all in for this. Uh, repeat that again, sir. Don't listen to me. Okay. Don't listen to the Washington Post or the New York Times. Yes. Or MSNBC or CNN. Finally, finally something of sense out of Morning Joe. This happened today. This is, this is August 4th, the day that Morning Joe finally gave us advice that makes sense. Don't listen to me. Yes. Don't listen Amen. to the Washington Post or the New York Times or MSNBC or CNN. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. Right. Poor Joe Scarborough. He really is trapped, isn't he? There, there must be. Um, he's trapped. He's been. He's been bamboozled by a trick pelvis or something. I don't know what. Uh, certainly not facts and logic. But there it is. That was his mini meltdown this morning, and it happened in the early part of the first hour of their show, which uh, I think they repeat it because they they don't really do a full show. They kind of rerun a whole bunch of it. Because they're lazy, maybe. Just throwing that out there. That was astounding to watch. America's Karen, and then we had Joe Scarborough in a mini meltdown right in front of us. <sighs> so much fun. Uh, it is Mike Opelka. That's my name. This is the Chris Plant Show. The phone number is 888 Joe is in Round Top, New York. Joe, Round Top, New York? I know Round Top, Texas. Um, are you sister cities? We're, we're about 35 miles uh, south of Albany uh, in the heart of the Catskills, the northern Crescent. It's real nice here. A very small town. Uh, actually, Hamlet. Anyway, I would, I, thinking, I, I've been thinking about um, the Dreyfus affair as compared with uh, what's happening with Donald Trump. Um, the Dreyfus Affair uh, lingered on from 1894 to 1906, at the end of which, um, well, well, you had uh, Zola, Emil Zola, who uh, championed Dreyfus and wound up in prison for it. And you had uh, Clemenceau, who wound up becoming the premier of France. Uh, he was a journalist at that point in time and advocate general. Uh, and... Uh, uh, what, what I see is that this entire thing affected the psyche of France and once again galvanized the, the Jacobins in the Third Republic of France. Now, if you compare this historically, they were recovering from the loss of the Alsace-Lorraine uh, in the Franco-Prussian War that uh, demoralized the military. 
Um, and, of course, Dreyfus was uh, unfairly accused of something. Actually, a man named Esther Housie um, had grabbed these papers out of a, a, a cleaning lady, found the papers he had compromised the French uh, army with, uh, and, uh, and was accused of giving these secrets or battle plans to or, or uh, capabilities to the Prussians, uh, Germans. Anyway, um, so but this whole thing really became an international incident. Dreyfus was convicted twice and eventually uh, uh, pardoned uh, by the president of France at the time, uh, around 1900. And in 1905, the result was that there was a formal separation of church and state. Now, there's some contradictions here because the secularists now, uh, I, w- I would say, um, w- would be opposed to Trump, whereas the secularists uh, were uh, champion Dreyfus and accused the, the monarchy, which was Catholic, of anti-Semitism. So there are certain things that are the opposites there, but it affected the entire psyche of France and their consciousness from that point on through the 20th well, century. Joe, I can tell you, um, when I got up this morning and I was studying all of the results of yesterday and all of the various political statements from all around the spectrum mm-hmm. as it relates to Donald Trump and this indictment, the, the two previous indictments, the other indictment, the polarization of the country, et cetera. Mm-hmm. The, I, the yeah. last thing I expected to make a connection to was the Dreyfus affair. And yet you have done it brilliantly and very well. And I think that the that the answer that the answer here, the most important answer is that whomever is the next president will ultimately pardon Donald John Trump, it might be himself or it might be another president. We shall see. I I appreciate that history lesson. Very detailed. Very well done, sir. Uh, thank you very much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Let's uh, let's take one more quick call. David in Fredericksburg, Virginia. David, uh, what's on your mind? Uh, good morning. Well, the first is the, the Karen Mika forgot that president is a title that carries on to life, as did the judge. Uh, yes. When I went to court for a traffic violation, the judge referred to me under my military rank when I retired. It is the title that you are given. Judges call people doctor uh, in it. They don't call them mister if they have a medical degree. The, the judge was at that point attempting to politicize the trial by claiming that he wasn't the president, to delegitimize his authority to do certain things when he was in office prior to stepping down after the inauguration. Uh, As a Karen, she should have actually been complaining the judge didn't refer to him, but, you know, she's a leftist, so they always do the opposite of factual. So I guess we can call that a fair trade. Yeah, you're right. You're right on the uh, conferring of the presidential title and that selective use that shows whether or not the respect is there as well. And Mika and the judge and anyone else who insists, and I, I will regularly call him former president or Mr. President or Mr. Trump, and that's just for variety. But uh, he is the former president. He earned that title. And if you're not going to call him president when you speak to him or refer to him, then you have to stop calling uh, Bill Clinton President Clinton. You have to stop calling Barack Obama uh, President Obama. It's uh, fairness on all sides. They will preach it. They just won't practice it. Thank you, David. Excellent point, sir. 
I appreciate you being there. I have to take a break. It's Mike Opelka in for Chris Plant on the Chris Plant Show. There's only one Chris Plant, the Chris Plant Show. the Chris Plant Show. Michael Pelka in for Chris for a few more minutes this hour and one more hour. A lot going on. We talked earlier about uh, in the past history, some of the crazy toys that we had as kids and I was making jokes about the uh, lawn darts. It's an easy one to make jokes about. And uh, Yield Right on Twitter responds uh, about those dangerous toys from our generation. Don't forget Whammo's super elastic bubble plastic yeah, that one had a lot of fumes coming off of it. Uh, don't get your face too close to it. It, it That was a weird one. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sure there's a list out there of all the dangerous toys that can't be made now. Uh, Mark's also calling in from Arkansas. Mark, welcome to the Chris Plant Show. You're responding to the dangerous toys brief mention. Good morning, Chris. Yes, I am. Back in the day, and I'm... One of the old farts. We were smart enough not to throw the lawn darts at each other. We were also active enough that we went out and played outside, which is something you don't have with the kids nowadays, who all they can do is work their thumbs on some electronic devices. Yeah, it it really is a different world. Uh, I remember being told that we had to come home when the streetlights came on. You know, or we had one neighbor that had a really loud bell. And when that bell was ringing for their family to come home to dinner, your butt better be home for dinner as well. Different times. And Saturdays, uh, when you didn't have to go to school, that that back door flew open and we were out like banshees. It's a very different world. And I don't think we had the same problem with childhood obesity at that time either because we weren't riding the couch all day. It's a very different, a very different world indeed. Maybe we'll get back there. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe. We'll see. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate you being there. Uh, we have um, we have to get to a couple of crazy topics. There is good news, maybe even great news, in the topic of woke news. And I have said all week that I believe the pendulum has finally swung back and is smacking the woke people on the back of the head. This is gigantic. The ruling that came out yesterday, I'll share it with you, as well as the latest out of the political world next hour on the Chris Plant Show. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Should we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.